Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from North Carolina. Today is Monday, December 5th, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 47, the first paragraph, beginning with, when therefore we speak to you of God, and reading through, so we used our own conception, however limited it was. Today's readers are... Naomi G.B. and the 12 Steps, Nancy T., the 12 Traditions. Our big book readers are Judith S.P. in the text, Craig F. on page 164, and Darlene H. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Loretta M., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, December 4th, 2022, is 19,704. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Naomi GB to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Yes, uh, good morning everybody, thank you. Um, Naomi GB, Ontario, Canada, the 12 steps. Uh, One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity of doing service, and I forgot to say I am a grateful, compulsive, recovered compulsive reader. Thank you. Thank you, Naomi. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Thanks, Rick. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Rick. I pass. Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 47, the first paragraph, beginning with, When therefore we speak to you of God, and reading through, so we used our own conception, however limited it was. I will now ask Judith S.P. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. Thank you for your service, and good morning, everyone, for being here. Thank you, God, for giving me this opportunity. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland, gratefully recovered for today, thus far. When therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies to, to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commend spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth. But if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. 
I, uh, as so often, start with the gratitude of we. Um, there is such a comfort and a peace that I feel in not being alone. So whenever I refer to my recovery, it is not only my recovery, it's our recovery. It's the recovery that I have with God and you all. So that that is just a given gratitude I have. For much of my life, uh, I always tried to follow something or somebody else or was told what I needed to do based upon what someone else was doing or how they were living. Um, in some ways, it was very be- beneficial. Um, you know, someone helped me dress myself, get potty trained, uh, brush my teeth, learn how to feed myself with some assistance, and developmentally, you know, through the years, that was fine to follow someone else's lead. But ultimately, what I led myself to, being so aggravated and unhappy, was food, and food was going to be my solution, and I could isolate myself and close my heart, my soul, and pretty much me from everybody else. And the beauty and the wonder and the ability to breathe that comes from my own conception of God, I, as all human beings and as all beings on this earth, are unique and created by God in our own special way. Not special in an egotistical way, but special in terms of we're each different. So how could, in reality, someone else's conception of God be told or given to me, and I feel out of step? Um, I've tried many different ways, going to retreat centers, trying to understand the religion that my family barely practiced but felt culturally connected to, and none of it ever felt like home. Coming into OA, coming into these rooms, working the 12 steps via my higher power and a guide whom I called my sponsor helped me truly develop, and I'm still a work in progress, developing each moment of each day a conception of God that works for me and helps me transform the diseased person into someone who is a child of God here to serve and give to others in a way that is uniquely developed between my higher power, myself, and all I learned from you all. So I keep growing, we keep growing, and uh, it is limitless. So with that, I'll pass, and thank you for letting me share. I look forward to the shares of others. Thank you for getting us started, Judith. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Darian K. Larry K. Darian K. 
Larry K. Melissa. Janice P.M. Janice P.M. Here's why I'm Darian Darian K. I think or uh, Larry K. Melissa C. Janice P.M. Christina L. Will. Christina L. Roz G. Roz G. Mark L. From Hartford. Okay, I heard somebody from Hartford. I I didn't quite get that name. Can you repeat that, please? Mark L. Mark L. Okay, Mark L. Yes. All right. I think we're going to stop right there um, for our first list. Was there anybody else that's been trying to get in in this first group, but I didn't hear your name? Okay. So I've got um, Darian K., Larry K., Melissa C., Janice P.M., Christina L., Roz G., Mark L. Darian, you're up first, followed by Larry. Go ahead, Darian. And if you would, uh, include your state when you introduce yourself. Darian, are you uh, are you up? Hi there, Rick. Can you hear me all right? Oh yep, I got you. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> got remuted. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is um, Darian Kay in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, recovered compulsive overeater, and grateful, grateful to be on the line with all of you this morning. Um, you know, when I think about this um, this information and how it's presented, I am so appreciative that you know this. Um, this book is um, open to all of us. This program is open to all of us. Um, that there's no sort of one way to think or believe. Um, you know, when I first came to program, I really sort of was unsure. Um, you know, as probably most of us, you know, why why this program works, what it's all about. Um, didn't you know? Didn't see any scales in the room or food. You know, food situations, recipes, and a leader as such in a little suit with a pin on her lapel, standing in the front of the room, just very different, with just a, a different situation for me. And um, and then when I heard the the higher power piece, I thought, well, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> um, you know, higher power is for peace and war and, you know, uh, you know, big things in life. And how could that possibly be? Um, anything um, that I could think of um, to help me with my weight problem, food problem. I didn't understand it. Um, you know, but as time went on, I, I learned. I learned from others um, to, you know, I loved what someone said a very long time ago when I first came into program is that you can have a practical God. And I thought, wow, that's that's interesting because I, you know, I think of God as so big and ominous and, you know, all-knowing and just out there in the clouds. That's why I sort of thought about it. And, you know, I can have somebody or something, an entity in my heart, you know, that I can tap into on a regular basis, and it's just very practical. And so I was just grateful to hear that information very early on um, so that I didn't feel um, excluded um, because in most things in life, I always felt excluded, you know, um, and the weight surely makes you feel that way, you know, you feel very different than your peers and others. And so, um, 
you know, when I got this information, I just felt immediately included. And it just felt so good. And so I appreciate that. And, um, you know, today, um, my higher power is just with me every day through thick and thin, you know, and whatever we're going through in life, which is always something, um, we can tap into that wonderful practical power that we have um, to get through it a day at a time without picking up the food. So thank you so much. I'll pass. Thank you, Darian K. Larry K., you're up next, followed by Melissa C. What's up, brother? What's up, Rick? How are you? Larry K., uh, recovered compulsive overeater, and I reside in uh, the Chicago area. Thanks so much for your service, Rick. Uh, thanks to everybody. So it, it, it talks about afterwards, uh, in the paragraph afterwards, it says, we found ourselves accepting many things, which seemed entirely out of reach. That was indeed growth, but if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. You know, I, I, I need to cease from trying to figure out the spiritual realm. You know, it's um, it's an interesting phenomenon. I think it is an under, step two is an underutilized step. I think more accurately, it's it's neglected. For me, it was it was very much neglected, and it was almost like you know, it's it's like there's no point in in, in starting out a mystery novel by reading the last page. <laughs> you know, people like that that they, you know, I, I'm going to allow the story to unfold. I start on page one each day, and I want to share with you how I practice step two today in, in December of, of 2022. See, for me, step two is merely a recognition that I'm going to seek. I'm going to have a seeking mind, a seeking attitude. This isn't hide and seek. You know, you, you, you know, this higher power wants to be found. If you remember the game hide and seek, if you were an older kid, an older kid, you you didn't you didn't have any great enthusiasm to uh, find the younger kids that wanted to be found. They weren't exactly hiding, you know. They were hiding uh, right in plain view, right. And so too with my higher power. But I have to have enthusiasm for seeking, and I cultivate that each day. You know, some days I, I wake up and I don't really. I'm like that older kid playing hide and seek. I'm really not looking for God, and 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 God wants to be found, and and I'm I'm like you know, knock, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, go away. You know, God, God doesn't, God's the God of my understanding isn't like that. Each day, it seems to me that, a, you know, a peaceful mind is the key to creating powerful feelings and sensations. So I have to pursue this and I get out of the way of myself. And perhaps it's, it's God's divine formula of, a, of addition by way of subtraction in that, you know, my subtracting out my selfishness when we look at these character defects as we get along in the steps, it gives rise to the addition of the essence of the higher power within. But this isn't a static point in time. This isn't a, you know, a function of, uh, you know, at one point in time on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I found God and the rest is history. No, it's each day I cultivate that seeking behavior. And I view that for human beings that our character defects are like, you know, you can shut out the sunlight, but the source is still there. You know, un uncovering my character defects for a lifetime is removing those shutters so the sunlight of the spirit can shine in. And I didn't come. Thanks, Rick. I'll wrap up by saying I didn't come to believe on a given day. I didn't get a coin that day, you know, like back in the day. No, each day I come to believe. The sun goes down. 
early next morning, once again, I'm given the gift, if I want it, the, 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 to, to come in and to seek, to come to believe. It's a process of restoration. With that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Larry. Melissa C., you're up next, followed by Janice P.M. Go ahead, Melissa. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Rick. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Um, Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and this is like one of the best paragraphs in the book because it tells me where I'm going to take like my playing piece and put it on the board, and basically I can choose the spot because this is just where I make the beginning, you know. And it, I love it because it says, do not let any prejudice that I may have against spiritual terms deter me, you know, prevent and discourage me from honestly asking myself what they mean to me. And, you know, and in the text, there's <laughs> many spiritual terms, and that's what we're encouraged to examine and I you know I'm a girl who loves lists and I've gone through the book and I've made a list at you know of different spiritual terms and I think you know if you're not sure how to start like I wasn't sure how to start because I came in pretty mad at God and um but I had to put that aside and I started looking at the spiritual terms and you know and and so here are some of them um power God Supreme Being, Creative Intelligence, Spirit of the Universe, Realm of the Spirit, Employer, Father, All-Powerful Guiding Creative Intelligence, Creator, Present, Great Reality, Broad Highway, Maker, and like I stopped when I reached my favorite one, which is Infinite Power and Love. And that's where I decided that I was going to kind of look at this, you know, game board of life, and I was going to put my playing piece on the mark that says infinite power and love and begin there. Because that's what I needed. I came in here not feeling infinite power and not feeling a sense of love, right? And, um, and that's what I was hungry for. And so that was my start. Um, thankfully, you know, it's actually been a start that's just continued to like explode and evolve. Um, I need a God that I can trust and rely on in order for me to get well. I had to lay aside all my hurts and all my reasons why I couldn't rely on God and say, you know what? I need something infinitely powerful and infinitely loving. And that was where I began. And, um, you know, I, I don't need a God of tragedy and despair. I need infinite power and love. And boy, has that been helpful for me. Thanks, but that I'll pass. Thank you so much, Melissa. Janice PM, you're up next, followed by Christina L. Go ahead, Janice. Yes, thank you so much, Rick, uh, for your service. And my name is Janice PM, a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater from Massachusetts. Yeah, and when it says, uh, we speak to you, who are we? Well, the writers of this book were recovered alcoholics. So they're really giving us some great direction, their experience. And there's nothing like experience. We know that. You know, them, the people in this this, uh, meeting. But anyway... um, I was a very, very closed-minded woman. 
you know, uh, the modern woman, uh, as I thought I was, you know, was of um, intelligence, oh, intellect, you know, that was, that was the thing that you needed to be. Um, so therefore, I was the power, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, boy, I was so em- emotionally and physically distant from people, you know, absolute knowledge was uh, my higher power and uh, other things. And I was one of those that uh, lived from uh, right across the street from uh, my religious church and um, practiced my religion. Um, However, I did have a God in my life, but I threw him aside. And that's very hard to get back a God of my own understanding. But as we know, Ebby came to Bill and said, why don't you try your own God, your own conception, your own idea of God, which means for me, I had to lay aside that of those ideas that I was brought up with, you know, and it, well, it's sort of, you know, and then I did, and then I closed my, I had a closed mind. Then I very, I couldn't solve this problem of my food and my character and didn't get what I wanted. But yet I did have a higher powers. I, uh, you know, I adored money. I adored, I need, I went for success um, and other selfish things. And you know, it didn't work to solve my problem of the food. I was dying inside. <laughs> I, I had to fill a void, as we say, fill a void, fill a void. And so food became my higher power. And anything that's higher than me rules me. So I had to find another higher power. And I had to find a higher power that was deep and wide and, you know, no ending. And, you know, when somebody tells me to try my own conception, I went, hmm, good. That's what I like. Leave it up to me. So I started to have that willingness, just the willingness to believe. Just a reminder? Yes, and that's all it took because no sponsor could give me willingness nor a higher power than me. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Janice BM. Christina L., you're up next, followed by Roz G. Go ahead, Christina. Thanks, Rick. Good morning, everyone. This is Christina L., recovered compulsive overeater from Florida. And um, the shares have just been so good. I really love this paragraph. I love this chapter. And, um, you know, when I came into the program, I had a conception of God, but it was a really angry, punishing God. And um, I just, uh, I remember one of the first like awakenings I had when I came into the rooms was, you know, hearing that God cared about my food and, and me and, you know, what I was eating and and how I was living my life. And that was just like, I just remember just being in awe of that. Like I thought that God was only around for like, you know, starving children in China and the wars being fought. I didn't think that God had any care about what was going on in my life. And I know that a lot of that came from growing up um, with uh, parents, family members, whoever it was that, you know, put 
fear into me about about God, like it was a getcha God and stuff. So I was afraid of ever making a mistake with God. Um, I, I was afraid of even turning my life over to God. I remember my first third step experience was incredibly traumatic. And, um, you know, through the years of like, um, I mean, I could say that he was loving, but that was it. And the idea of creating my own concept of God was so wrong to me when I first came in. But about four years, four years ago, I think it was just before I came to this meeting where I was going through the steps again. And, um, you know, one of the steps to, I don't know if it was a step two assignment or if it was just something that I felt like I needed to do for myself. I wrote down everything that I needed God to be for me. And, um, and there was a lot of love and acceptance um, all embracing, um, you know, not punishing and stuff like that. And that's been really hard to let go of, um, to let go of those thoughts, because even today they, they creep into my mind like, oh, I didn't get this because God's trying to teach me a lesson or God's trying to punish me and stuff like that. And that's, that's not the God that I believe in today. And um, even though the habit, I guess I'm going to call it a habit, is still there that you know, I, my thoughts still go to that place, you know, that's where I'm like examining those, those thoughts, like, where is that coming from? And why? And do I really believe that that's what my higher power is for me today? And, and I don't. And, you know, I'm just um, really, um, and I'm like, really grateful. That's what I was going to say. But um, either, every time I go through these steps, or just discover something, I, I start to see how, how God cares Gentle reminder. not just about my food, thanks Rick, not just about my food, but all the other issues that are going on in my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you, Christina L. Roz G, you're up next, followed by Mark L. Go ahead, Roz. Good morning. Good morning, Rick and everybody. Um, my name is Roz G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. And um, I came from a highly religious background, um, independent, fundamental type. And uh, I was a major churchgoer three times a week, sent my kids to a Christian school, blah, blah, blah. And went, you know, but there was a huge disconnect with my compulsive overeating, and I practiced compulsive overeating at church. That was where I really practiced my eating. So there was a big, a big disconnect there. And when um, uh, over the years, when you know, I would ignore this chapter. I just thought, oh, I, I have a relationship with God, and I'm not agnostic. And I really didn't, I didn't uh, give this chapter much credence. And it wasn't until I came into these Vision for You meetings and did various workshops on this, on the, on the big book itself and, you know, looking deeply into this chapter, it's become just about one of my favorite chapters in the book. And as with uh, the previous shares, uh, a sponsor uh, and I went, went through a list of what I needed God to be for me. And um, I had been praying this set-aside prayer a lot. Um, God, please, um, uh, God, you know, uh, set aside everything I think I know about myself and about God and everything, about the steps, everything. And 
you know, in a meditate in a meditative sort of, of, of state of mind, I made a list of attributes that I needed God to be for me. And they're, they're just so similar to everything everybody else kind. I need God to be kind and caring and compassionate and open and curious about me. Because, you know, I thought, wow, the, the world is so big. How can God be curious about my compulsive eating problem? Always ever-present, a demonstrator of love and loving, a matchmaker, a light shiner, a finder of, of, of things that, you know, a seeker, and an employer. And my sponsor asked me to align my actions and the way I behave with these attributes. Could I be kind and loving and compassionate and present and a demonstrator of love? And of course, there are some things that, you know, I need God to do, (laughs) but it's made me such a, a kinder person. And when I make God my employer, I go to work with such a different attitude. I'm not there for just a paycheck. I'm there to 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 um, represent God, like you know, being on time for work. Because being on time is a big deal. I mean, a big big thing for me. I'm I'm usually late. I'm getting better at get being on time to things. Gentle reminder. Thank you. And being a kind person at work, and being a humble person at work. And since I've demonstrated those attributes on my job. It has improved so much. And I'll just wrap up by saying that this chapter has changed and revolutionized my recovery so much. And I have such a personal and wonderful relationship with the God of my understanding. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz. G. Mark L., you're up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you, Rich. My name Mark. I'm a compulsive eater and a bulimic. And glad to be here. Another day to joy. Life on life turn. Thank you. Thank you, Red, for being here for me. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful thing. It's, it's that at the start, that were all we need, we needed to commit spiritual growth. All. It's at the start. To stop me on my, what, how I say, stop me on my glory road. I will try to roll a happy destiny. I will have God in my life today. Well, I always had God in my life. And uh, I said, man, it got, God could do this for me. I would truly appreciate it. Wow, he did. He sent me to a fellowship call over here in Nauman and told me, Mark, keep your faith in me. And then put your trust in this wonderful fellowship of people. You will be okay. Let me see. Did it work? Yes, it worked. And uh, I still in here for a very long time. And uh, this way I'm going to stay because drive that road a happy destiny. I am happy, happy, happy. Like like we always say in Sunday school, happy and noise. Say amen. Wow. Mm, this is my joy. This is my life. One day at a time. I am glad to be here. Glad to see y'all. And I love you today. Have a blessed day. Goodbye. 
Hey, thank you so much, Mark L. And could you please tell us what state you're calling from? Oh, I I am uh, calling from oh, my part, Hartford, Connecticut. Thank you so much, Mark L. Okay, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter We Agnostics on page 47, the first paragraph, beginning with, When therefore we speak to you of God and reading through, so we used our own conception, however limited it was. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others share their experience So who else would like to share today? Katie from Boston. Okay, got Katie G, Craig F. Lisa BT. Lisa BT? Yes. Gotcha, Lisa. Ken WH. Gotcha, Ken. Okay, who else? All right, we'll just stick with these four, and then uh, we'll we'll take more as time allows. So I've got Katie G, Craig F, Lisa B T, and King W H. Go ahead, Katie. You're up, my friend. Hey, Rick. Good morning, everyone. Katie G recovered in Boston, and uh, I have to say this chapter is super overwhelming. It's um it's so dense. It's so dense. Um, I think that for me today. What I really heard is like, okay, so my conception of God is limited, right? But I don't, I mean, for a long time, I thought that meant that I had to like create my God and, um, you know, write about who he was and things like that. But the thing is that's so beautiful about this chapter and my experience is that, um, you know, I did come in and look around at other people and think, oh my gosh, my God is so limited. Um, but the thing is, if I take step one, right, if I if I really take step one, I have no power, no choice, and no control around the food. That's just it. And my life will always be unmanageable. That pushes me into two. Why? Because there is a power greater than me. And, um, and then it's like, well, how do I have this relationship? Well, I want a four-year marriage when I haven't even had a first date, like I've just signed up on match.com with God and I'm like, hey, God, let's have a long-term intimate relationship. But the thing is, and, and you know, this go around, my sponsor starting on day one, prayer and meditation, like 30 minutes, unacceptable not to do that. Like I need to get a conscious relationship with God. It's not about anybody else. For me, it's actually not even about defining it. It's about what's my first conscious relation. And that's what it says. My first conscious relation and what is conscious relation? It's waking up in my mind and body, right? And in my anorexia and my bulimia and my lying, like I was never connected between my mind and body. But there is a power and, and I can start dating that power, sorry for the bad metaphor, every day, 30 minutes a day. But how does it get bigger? Not with me, for me, not writing about who he is. Actually, how God got bigger for me is when my sponsor said to me, okay, you're done with step two, let's move to step three. Let's, do you, do, can you turn your will in your life, your thoughts and your actions over? Okay, let's take that, make that huge decision in three, and let's go through four through nine. That's how my God 
got bigger is through uncovering, discovering, and discarding all the selfishness, the self-centered, the lying, right? The lying, the lying, the lying, the lying that put that sign on my heart and my forehead and said, God, back, you're out. I'm done. I mean, I have, I got you. I am God, right? And then today, um, how do I continue to have a bigger God? That 30 minutes of quiet time, and I'm trying to be like God. Like my prayer is, God, change my heart. I need spiritual surgery. Show me how to be like you. So if you're sitting there, and I'll wrap up with this, Rick, if you're sitting there and your God is limited, awesome. That's really good. That's where we're supposed to be, right? And then we go through the steps, and guess what? God meets us where we are, and that is the best thing in the whole world. You don't want to miss this. Come on in. The water's warm with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Craig F., you're up next, followed by Lisa B.T. And, Craig, before you share, I just want to say that my silent partner here informed me there was a sheer F that had put her name in. So just let me know uh, you're on the list, and you'll be speaking after Ken W.H. So, Craig, you're up, buddy. All right. Thanks, Rick. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, You know, this is... uh, this topic is, uh, of course, near and dear to me. I I spent a lot of time uh, trying to find the next, the best, most logically consistent theology that I could get a hold of. You know, like uh, it all had to be perfect. You know, I had it all had to be logically consistent, as if my mind was large enough to understand all that, you know, and I, I, and, and like a, a drunk discussing philosophy uh, at at the bar, you know, uh, you don't get very far with that when you're wrapped up in your own disease. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't get very far with that. I, you know, I, I wanted to know how many angels could dance on the head of a pin, but uh, you know, you're not, it doesn't matter. You know what matters is whether I was having. What, what matters to me today is whether I have a a relationship with this God of my own understanding. And and you know, uh, I, I have made this decision to turn my life and will over to the care of God as I understand Him. And you know, people will say that, well, that just means you made a decision to do the steps. And yeah, that, that's true. That's, that's part of, part of it. I've made a decision to finish this, to do, go through the steps and to, to do them to the best of my ability. But it also means that, uh, when I, when I have a problem, when I have, uh, cares on my heart, that, um, that I'm, I'm going to turn to this higher power, this, this God that I, don't need to understand and uh and say god i've got this problem i need your help and you know i can't tell you how how many people um sponsees and others call me and they'll say i've got a problem or this is going on in my life and 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 sometimes they'll say will you pray for me and that's good and sometimes i'll say have you prayed about that and they'll say no you know and um so we're still trying to handle our problems ourselves. Uh, you know, uh, agnostic means w- without knowledge. 
Um, and, you know, I, I don't have, um, I don't have the ability to handle most of these problems. And, and, and if I'm without knowledge, if I'm without, um, uh, understanding, then, then I'm, you know, it's like me trying to do brain surgery. I, I'm not going it, it, to, that's pretty day. That'd be pretty dangerous for me to do brain surgery. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, but, um, thank you. But today I, I have this, I have this God that I, that I don't need to completely understand. And what I have is a relationship, a growing relationship with him on a daily basis because I turn my life and will over to his care on a daily basis. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Craig. Lisa BT, you're up. Next, followed by Kim WH. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi. Thank, thanks, Rick, and thank you to, to everybody for doing service um, this morning and allowing this meeting to be here. Uh, my name's Lisa BT. I live in the Toronto area, um, and I am a gratefully uh, recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, that word recovered, um, it, it's this chapter that helps me make sense of what needed to be recovered for me. Um, I've been in program at least 15 years um, and struggled in, out, in, out, never able to find consistent, um, um, just sort of peace and being with the program. But I, there were certain things I didn't do. I did not do my, my um, prayer and meditation time on a regular daily basis and so on. Um, so this morning, what's really striking me that I wanted to share was uh, something that happened to me just yesterday. I've been, I have been doing, I have been working with my sponsor. I have been doing my regular prayer and meditation time. And um, that is having an impact on me. I was invited to go to um, a little concert of uh, my little granddaughters, step-granddaughters, um, six and nine. Um, and all the way there, I felt very unhappy about it. And I was thinking, how can this be a resentment? I'm going to a lovely concert I love these little girls um, all that kind of stuff and yet something within me was very unsettled um, and I got there it was a beautiful concert we had uh, time together afterwards as a family and these children are just so loving and and they were just oh hey Nana we're so happy to see you and so on and it was the, the just the simple love um, that was there and on the way home, I realized I've been blocking that uh, in my life in various ways because, and, and God's love, because it frightens me how simple and, and um, just infinite it is. And it just, and I think, how could I deserve this? How, how could it be this way and this be okay? And and this little concert yesterday opened my eyes to that part within me that needed healing. And um, I, I'm extremely grateful. Uh, for years, I've listened to people talk about their connection with God and felt, frankly, kind of jealous. Like, I thought, well, I wish I, wish I felt that. But I didn't know that it was within me that there was something that needed to be healed to receive. Um, and um, I'm grateful. So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Lisa BT. Ken WH, you're 
Up next, followed by Sheer F. Go ahead, Ken. Thanks, Rick. <clears throat> this is Ken W. H., uh, Recover Compulsive Reader in North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> God as I understand God. Um, I've understood a lot of things about God. I don't understand a lot of things about God, and ultimately that's not the issue for me. Um, it's the God of my knowing uh, that matters, and that knowing for me is is based on the an ancient concept of knowing, which meant intimacy, um, and frankly meant uh, um, <laughs> interpersonal intimacy, uh, uh, sexual intimacy. Frankly, is what it meant. Uh, it was used as to know someone was to be that intimate with them, and that's what's been lacking in my life. I've uh, had what I thought was a decent understanding, uh, of, and all I understood were some things about God, and uh, I'm learning new things all the time, frankly, uh, about God. <clears throat> and it also meant uh, unlearning some of the things that I thought I understood about God that um, not only may have been misinformation or uh, information passed on to me in a less than helpful manner uh, over the years, uh, I had to put all of that aside, all of that thinking aside, and get to the uh, concept of knowing uh, intimately who this God is, that that in fact this God is. Uh, it's, it gets down to a matter of whether God is or isn't for me, and uh, and it and God needs to be something well beyond me uh, to recover from this re- uh, ridiculously uh, powerful disease. Uh, if I don't uh, choose to become intimate with the God that wants the best for me, wants a healing for me, well then I'm going to give in to the other power greater than myself, which are many but especially food. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I don't want to have an intimacy with food. I want to have intimacy with God today. And um, understanding is no longer the issue. It's relationship that's the issue for me. Thanks for letting me share, Rick. Take care, my friend. Bye. Thanks so much, Ken W.H. Good to hear you, brother. Share F., uh, are you able to come on now? Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Sheer F in northern New York. And thank you to that little bird who heard me. I was very sort of half-hearted about putting my name in there. And then I said, oh, my higher power doesn't really want me to share. But obviously, they did. So um, in terms of, you know, I agree with everything everybody said um, about finding our own higher power. But I was thinking about, you know, what would speak to the newcomer that I was who um, hated the whole idea of God? You know, I was raised with a ridiculously strict, painful, punishing religion for four years and then got whiplashed into a family that thought believing in God was weak and stupid and I call them devout atheists. And I was left with nothing. You know, if I believed in something, I was stupid. And if I didn't believe, I was going to hell. So I basically got the worst of everything. Um, And it has taken me over 20 years in program to come to a peace with, 
a higher power, but oh my God, it's <laughs> it's so worth it. I mean, I am living in the fourth dimension right now. I, I still can't believe it. Everything about my life is objectively the same and yet nothing is the same. It's to give my life over to my higher power every day is amazing. And it's not weak, you know, because it's not approved by society. So it's like, oh, I need to, you know, I need to hold my ground here. But what I wanted to say to the newcomer is that I, the other thing that kept me from God was this intellectual thing, which they talk about in the big book about, you know, the wars and the famines and the children dying and all that stuff. Like, how could God allow that? I believe First of all, when I would get caught up in that kind of intellectualization, I would binge. I mean, I literally would lose my abstinence every time I started to analyze what my higher power was. So I, I learned that I couldn't do that. But the other feeling I came to is that there is more than one power greater than me in the world. You know, I, <laughs> I'm i not a higher power. So there's the power of chance the universe that makes these good things happen, bad things happen. But then I have my higher power, my personal source of strength that guides me through each day and is on my side uh, as long as I reach out to them. And what's interesting is my conception of that higher power has become less and less embodied over the years. It used to be personified and now it's really just sort of a a mist that surrounds me a mist of love and light and guidance and it's inside me as well and um so i just wanted to say don't don't try to analyze it to me that was the road back into the food so um i'm just so grateful to be here and grateful to whoever heard my voice so thank you have a wonderful day Thank you, Cher. I'm I'm grateful for uh, that voice too. And so, um, thanks for your share, Cher F. And we've got time for a, a a minute. If someone wants to take a minute, you got it. Mary S. All right, Mary, you got it. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you so much, Mary, from uh, Southeast Florida, compulsive uh, overeater. I just lost you, Mary. Uh, hit star one to remute. I mean, uh, unmute. Hi. A lot of um, this particular passage tied into my worthiness. Was I worthy of God's love? Was I was I worthy of the power? So I, I had to start with willingness, and it was only through the pages of eighty four, eighty five, eighty six that I started following the instructions. And allowed that power to enter into my life and help me move towards food neutrality. Um, but it was like, oh, my self-worth was so low. Um, how could this powerful God love me when I didn't even love myself? Um, so it was through the willingness, just being willing to believe that moved me into belief, that moved me into faith. And that's all I have. Thank you so much. I don't want to take too much time. Thank you. That was actually perfect, Mary. Thank you so much for taking us out. All right. Uh, let me get my little sheet here. 
Thank you, everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, December 5th, 2022, is 19,707. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Craig F. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggested only. Hi, this is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.